Yes, yes, yes. It's Fluent Top 10s. It's the 10 worst draft day moves in the NFL, in the NBA. We're going to be breaking down the top 10. But first, but first, the most important thing, the most important thing from this weekend, the most important thing from this weekend. You heard it here first. I will play it for you now. Yes, that's Fluent Jr. with the black tights. On the arms and on the legs. Kobe. Oh, you know what? This is so good. We got to watch it again. Yeah, it's so good. We got to watch it. Yeah, we got to watch it again. That's right. Fluent Jr. First regular season game for the Mavericks. He called it. Kobe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Fluent Jr. in the house. Um, hitting a big three uh, for his Mavericks. You know, I had you know I had to play that. You know, I had to play that uh, second leading scorer in the game. Shout out to Fluent Junior. I know you're watching. Go to bed, son. All right. Next up. Next up. We're gonna do some NBA in the week that was in the NBA. Before we get to the ten worst, the ten worst uh, draft day moves by anybody, by anybody. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, this week in the NBA, our guy, SGA, SGA, led the league, led the NBA, averaged 37 points per game this week in the NBA. Our leading assist man, this this might be the second coming of the past first playmaking point guard. I really like the way he plays. I, I We had a thing about who would you build a team around. We were talking about some young players. And yes, it's, it is. It's only NBA and NFL for the top 10. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's the sports that I love the most. Yes. Uh, if you want to do other sports, Mo, I know I'm going off topic here, but if you want to do other sports, Mo, bring your top 10 worst moves in a, any other sport or any other top 10. I will invite you guys on to do that. Uh, Got to do fluent junior top 10 plays of his regular season once it's over. You know what, Aaron? I might just do that. I might just do that. So Tyrese Halliburton, back to the weekly leaders in the NBA. Tyrese Halliburton, 13.3 assists per game. Crazy. He's he's lighting it up right now. If you're not watching, you should be watching this and having an eye on that game too. Uh, Nikola Jokic, he does more. He does more than play. Makes 17 rebounds a game uh, for the Denver Nuggets. I think where he's going to get his third MVP this year. I ain't lying. Uh, Brooke Lopez of the Milwaukee Bucks led, led this, this week in the NBA with three blocks per game. And Jalen Suggs, Jalen Suggs with 3.5 steals per game this week. Um, the NBA's performer of the week, according to the NBA. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, 50 points, seven threes, seven rebounds, five assists, three blocks even uh, for Tyrese Maxey. Man, have the Philadelphia 76ers look good? No surprise. Have they looked good since getting rid of that bum, uh, James Harden? And the Clippers haven't won a game. I believe they're 0-4. The Sixers are 6-0. and And here's the thing, guys. We're going to talk about it more on Fluent and Chill on Thursday. But they have an opportunity, the Sixers, with the young talent and, and draft picks that they have. I know Harden's not a bum. I'm being hard on him. I know. Um, with the... He is a playoff bum. With the capital that they got from that James Harden trade, they could pick up a significant player to make a, a finals run here this year. This might be the year for the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm just saying. All right. That being said, before I get into the topic of the week, which is our top 10 worst draft day moves. So this isn't draft picks. Let's be clear. This isn't draft picks. Um, this is draft day moves. Um, I, I have a little bit of a rant. I know I don't talk about NCAA very often. However, the NCAA, next to maybe the, what is it, the IOC, the Olympic Committee, and 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 FIBA or FIFA, uh, I did it again, I said the peace sign, that's where the balloons come from, and FIFA, other than those two, the NCAA might be the most corrupt, 
poorly run, poorly managed organization in the world of sports. Without without a doubt. And and here's another example. Okay, forget all the horrible things they've done to the student athletes, although there's been many. But what they just did to Jim Harbaugh is a complete joke. And they've done stuff like this in the past. So let's be very clear. Somebody there cheated. No problem. And they should be punished. I'm, I'm not saying they shouldn't be punished. They haven't completed an investigation yet. Even when they do complete the investigation, they're they're probably going to find out that it wasn't Jim Harbaugh and he didn't know anything about it. But they already punished him and suspended him for three games. He can't be on the sidelines for the games for three weeks. How how? So before we do the investigation, you know what? It's a minor offense. I'm going to put you in jail for three months, and then we'll figure out if he actually did it or not. Like, are you serious right now? Are you serious right now? You're going to punish the person before. There's an investigation. Like, it's just typical NCAA uh, bullshit for, oh, stuff from them. Pardon my language. Uh, Tony, Tony's in the house, and he says, any chance Harden gets blacklisted next year? I'll tell you this. If this team continues to lose, and he keeps saying he's the system, he doesn't play in a system, um, and, and if he starts to complain again, I'm surprised he hasn't been blacklisted yet. I think people are done with his antics because now I don't think his play justifies the stuff you got to go through to deal with him. Once upon a time, right? When he left OKC, became a superstar and by your standards, you know, not by mine, but became a superstar in Houston. Sure. You took the chance on him. He goes to Brooklyn. Okay. That was broken. Goes to Philadelphia. Okay. Last chance. That was last chance. You, the, the process that failed, and now, now you're going to the Clippers and or the Buffalo Braves, and you're doing, you know, and you just, it's not working. It's not working. So I, I'm I'm done. I'm done with James Harden. I'm done with the NCAA and their stupid rules. Uh, so let's, let's get into, let's get into um, first our new members, Jalen Johnson in the building. Uh, what up? Is a new member. ZZ Honcho is a free member. Let's be honest. ZZ don't pay for nothing. Um, Ella, De, Ella the Misfit, new member. Uh, the official, a new member. It's Khalil TV and the talented Mr. Flowers. Talented Mr. Ripley, by the way. Good movie. Good movie. If you haven't seen it, Kevin Costner plays like a serial killer. It's fantastic. The talented Mr. Ripley. You know what? That might be a, a side top 10 that I'm going to do, because I don't know if you guys know this, I'm really into like serial killer and those type of movies. Uh, so I'm going to do a serial killer uh, movie, a top 10 list. So let's let's get into this top 10. Worst draft day moves. Again, not draft picks, draft day moves. Okay, are we ready? Let's see if this works. I tried something new. Let's see if this works. Boom. Yes. Number 10. Number 10. The guy who's, uh, the guy who's, uh, who's allowed to kneel without getting blackballed from the NBA or, or NFL. Pardon, <laughs> pardon me. I had NBA on my mind. Um, yes, it's Tim Tebow. Uh, the Broncos, the Broncos wanted this, the, the third pick for Tim Tebow. Uh, they gave up a second, a third. And a fourth for a quarterback who can't throw. Um, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Um, Tim Tebow comes in at number ten. Let's let's let's. We're gonna pause and take your your comments as we go through this. Uh, have I started researching for Black Friday, FIFA? I already know everything I need to know uh, to defeat not low cholesterol and uh, misfit Mars. This is light work, light work. You got my three magic, my favorite player of all time. We're talking about him. John Stockton. I just had the assistant coach for the Utah Jazz. We we learned uh, all we need to know about the Jazz. Um, and, and what's the other topic? I should probably know the third topic. Um, the third topic. Oh, Wilt versus Bill Russell. I've been talking about Wilt and Bill Russell for 30 years. 
I don't need to do any research. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Come back to the panel. You know, hey, if they move the panel to prime time, big tone, I'm in. I'm in if they move the panel, if they move the panel. So number 10, Tim Tebow. Again, three draft picks, a second, a third, and a fourth is just crazy. They did this in 2010 um, based on, you should have known, like, listen, yes, great college, great college quarterback, won a lot of games, but look at that team. I know I defended him. You're going to say, but you defended him. You defended him on on gridiron. I was trolling. I was trolling a little bit, not going to lie. But at the same time, yes, for college, he was great. But look at the team Florida had. Like, they were insanely talented, insanely talented. Tim Tebow comes in at number 10. Three draft picks uh, to to pick third overall and pick a guy to play a position he can't play is just, is just crazy. Terrible draft they move. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Um, the Trey Young and what ended up being Cam Reddish. Or Luka Doncic, that's a terrible one. One that's going to be on the top 10 list, I think, in a couple of years, uh, once he wins his MVP and wins an NBA championship, the uh, the trickery by Danny Ainge to get uh, Markel's Fultz, um, Philadelphia to take him so that he can take Jason Tatum. That's 100% on that list. Um, I, I think I think Tatum, once he... Once he uh, once Tatum does those things, because he will win an MVP and will win an, an NBA championship, I think he's in there. So, number nine. Number nine. Hold on a second. Ooh, that's nice. Number nine. Can I get to number nine? We're having technical difficulties. Oh, there's number nine. Who's that? Is Bill Russell giving the finals MVP to Kawhi Leonard. Um, in 2011, some people don't realize this, but in 2011, it was actually the Indiana Pacers who shoulda, coulda, woulda had Kawhi Leonard. But instead, they shipped off David Bertrands and Kawhi Leonard to the San Antonio Spurs for young guard George Hill, who played five seasons for the Pacers. Average, I think, 12 points four and four assists. Uh, shot just under 45% from the field. Uh, for a guy that, let's be honest, when healthy, and I get it, when healthy is a top five player in the NBA, one of the best defenders in the NBA, uh, if it wasn't for de- degenerative knees, is probably in a completely different conversation. Finals MVP two times, NBA champion two times. Did it as a piece of a, a great Spurs, aging Spurs team, and then obviously was the final piece needed for the Toronto Raptors um, to get their one and only NBA championship. Shout out to the Toronto Raptors. Um, I know that uh, I listen to NBA radio when I'm driving. I know that uh, White Mamba, Brian Scalabrini, I'm coming after you, son. Uh, don't like talking about Toronto, but we'll talk about that. Shout out to Mark, Mark from Toronto um, on that show. All right, so Kawhi Leonard coming in at number nine, the trade from the Pacers, uh, Kawhi Leonard and David Bertrands uh, for George Hill. Like in re- And this is the thing. at the t- Look, a lot of these at the time, you're not going to know. Some of them you knew. Um, but in retrospect, um, they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. So Kawhi Leonard coming in at number nine. Number eight. Oh, yeah. Salute. Salute. Trent Richardson. Uh, the Browns. Everything the Browns do, really, let's be honest, right? It's the Browns being the Browns. Um, but the Browns traded their fourth overall pick, the fourth rounder, the fifth rounder, and a seventh rounder to move up one spot. This is why running backs are so undervalued now in the NFL. To move up one spot to third. To get three and a half yards per carry uh, from Trent Richardson, which is absolutely insane. Um, Minnesota ended up getting, I want, or that was to the Colts, but uh, oh no, yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota. Minnesota ended up getting, I think, Pro Bowler Mac Khalil um, instead. So I think they definitely won that trade, but giving up that much draft capital. For Trent Richardson is crazy. Here's what's crazier about this one. 
Here's what's actually crazier about this one. The Browns, being the Browns, were able to trade Trent to the Colts for a first-round pick. And what did they do with that first-round pick? <laughs> Johnny Mansell, baby! <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. No, no. He did. Yeah, he did. He stopped it and he did get some help. Um, but yeah, could you imagine you like got out of that mess and jumped into this one? Uh, so Johnny football um, is your reward for getting a first round pick somehow, um, which is just like I said, that's just the Browns browning. Um, so that's Johnny Manziel, or sorry, it's Trent Richardson. It could be Johnny Manziel. Uh, Trent Richardson coming in at number eight. Number nine is a trade, is an incredible trade. Number nine. This, this one just blows my mind. So once upon a time, there was a player in a city that wanted out. He wanted out so bad. And they put together a trade offer. And it was... Oh, it's not this one. It's not. Oh, we're gonna talk about this one. Let's talk about this one. This one was. This is not on the list. It's not on the. Well, it's not kind of on the list. Do you believe that the Raptors were offered when Vince Carter wanted out before that horrible trade to New Jersey? They wanted Vince Carter and Antonio Davis, and they were offering up a young Steve Nash and Dirk, and the Raptors said no, and instead traded Vince to New Jersey uh, for a bag of peanuts. Uh, and Alonzo Mourning, who refused to play there, and they had to buy him out, and he went and signed with Miami. That's not that, that that's not number seven, but I feel like I need to bring this one up as much as I can because it's ridiculous. No, the actual number seven is Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, in 1998, he was the ninth overall pick. And um, they didn't want him because he was, you know, this big man... Any big man shooting threes, I guess. Um, not shooting threes, but shooter who's not big and tough, power forward that you want. And so the number pick, Dirk Nowitzki, traded for Pat Garrity and this man, Robert Tractor Trailer. Rest in peace um, for Dirk Nowitzki. So if you can believe it, they traded away Dirk, an all-time great top, I don't know where you want to put him, Top 15, top 20, one of the greatest power forwards of all time. One of the most unstoppable shots, as you could see, Tim Duncan unable to uh, do anything against him, uh, who carried the Mavs to an NBA championship over not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, uh, not however many championships. Uh, if The Miami Heat team of Wade, Bosch, and uh, the other, what's the guy's name? LeBron. Um, yes, that's who Dirk led them over. But no, we're going to go with track. We want tractor trailer. You can have Dirk and Pat Garrity. We want, um, or sorry, you can have Pat Garrity and we want tractor trailer. Sorry, it was <laughs> just, I'm sorry. No offense, tractor trailer again. Rest in peace, brother. Um, number, so that's, let me just recap quickly. Number 10 is Tebow to the Broncos. Number nine is Kawhi Leonard. To the Spurs. Number eight is Trent Richardson to the Browns. Number seven, Dirk Nowitzki to the Mavs uh, for this guy. All right, number six. You knew this one was coming. Let's be honest. Um, and you might ask, well, how can this guy be on a list of worst trades when he's an MVP? I know, I know, it's crazy. He's an MVP, and he and it was the worst, one of the worst draft day moves in history. So when I give you names like Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and I told you, hey, the Chicago Bears, yeah, my Bears, the Bears traded their number three overall pick. Their 17 and 18 third round pick. Their 2017 fourth round pick to San Francisco so they can move up one spot to pick up the N. I didn't see you thought I said M, but I said N NVP, the, the uh, Nickelodeon most valuable or Nickelodeon valuable, whatever Mitch Trubisky. Yes. They gave up the third 
overall pick. Their 2017 and 2018 third round pick. Their 2017 fourth round pick to San Francisco. Another one where they moved up one spot. One spot uh, to take Mitch Trubisky, who, let's be honest, is not Deshaun Watson. Beginning of his career before he did um, what Mitch Trubisky does. No, sorry. Excuse me. Deshaun Watson before he did what Deshaun Watson does. And for those that don't remember. Yeah. So Mitch Trubisky coming in at number six. Number five. This is where we get into the good ones, I feel. Uh, number five, number five, if it wasn't for this person, first of all, yeah, yeah, if it wasn't for this person, one of the greatest, um, one of the greatest all around players in the history of basketball, one of the top 10 small forwards of all time. If it wasn't for him, some say there would be no goat debate. There would be no GOAT debate if it wasn't for him. Yep, we're talking about none other than Scottie Pippen. The year in Chicago that he played a full season without Michael Jordan. MVP of the All-Star Game, third in MVP voting, All-NBA first team, 22 points, almost nine rebounds, almost six assists, and just under three steals per game. Um... That's Scottie Pippen. So it'd be curious to know. Scottie Pippen for Olden Polonese. Olden Polonese, um, I believe, averaged like eight points, seven rebounds. Um, it was not, it was not a good trade at all um for the Seattle Supersonics, who had who had Sean Kemp and um and Gary Payton already. So that team, if you think about it. That team would actually have been pretty good, right? You'd have Pippen at the three, sorry, Peyton at the one, Pippen at three, and Kep was playing the four. That team would have been able to get out and run and defend. Like, like you could have figured out the shooting guard and the center position pretty easily. Hey, 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 shy native, thank you for being number 44. I appreciate it. Don't forget to like the video. Um, we're doing top 10s, worst draft day moves. Uh, we also have a surprise guest who has a beef with me who's going to come on, and we will then be sending you the link um, and bringing you as well. So um, here we go. Number, link, link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent you the link, bro. Um, number, number four. Number four should come to no surprise to anyone who watches the NFL, to anybody who... Um, like is a historian of uh, of the NFL for anyone that is a fan of the Dallas Cowboys because Herschel Walker at his peak, Herschel Walker at his peak was traded to the Minnesota Vikings for basically 18 players on a draft. It was, I want to say it was actually, that's a little inflated. I want to say it was like six players and eight draft picks or something ridiculous like that and and basically what basically i i found this graphic and i had to share it because jerry jones and and jimmy johnson minus Herschel walker gets the eight players and draft picks and and three rings minnesota got bubkis herschel walker still great um but this was a trade that completely transformed a franchise um in the dallas cowboys um, when they were able to offload Herschel Walker. And it was originally, it was five players and six picks, but it grew and grew and grew. Obviously, some of the players like Darren Darren Woodson, uh, Russell Maryland, and probably most importantly, um, Emmett Smith, right? Emmett Smith, all-time leading rusher in the NFL, um, all because of this Herschel Walker trade. So we're going to pause at number four for a second. For a second. We've got someone knocking on our door. Hello? So first of all, Kemp didn't show up until 89, and Gary Payton didn't show up until 90. So if you get Scottie Pippen on the crew... You don't think you get them? No, you don't. That doesn't happen. Because I think, think they're, they're a lot be that better. Good? I think they're a lot better than they were uh, 
and they stole Sean Kemp. I mean, they got him in the middle of the first round, so it wasn't like they got him with a lottery pick or something like that. They got but him. Sean, in the Kemp, of- but Sean Kemp wasn't really like a highly. <laughs> I don't say highly, but he wasn't. That's why they got him in the middle round. Actually, he was. He was supposed to go to University of Kentucky, but but he didn't. He didn't go there, and he ended up enrolling in a junior college and didn't play. And he put his name in the draft, and he got drafted in the first but that's, round. In, in but the first that's round. But so you're saying all the reasons why he still would have dropped? Well, who was oh, who yeah. was on that? Who was no? Okay, look, who was on that roster that you think they would have been better in 1988? Then and they wouldn't have gotten Gary Payton or or Sean Kemp. So you got you got you got Scotty Pippen on that crew. You still got Tom Chambers on that crew. All right, you still got Xavier McDaniel's on that crew. Um, let's see who else is on that crew. Jack Sigma's already gone. He's been gone at that point in '88. Or is Jack Sigma? Maybe Jack. I think Jack Sigma may still be on that crew in '88. This might, 80, 87, that 87 88 team, yeah, that, that would have been Pippen rookie season, yeah, his rookie um, season. Yeah. So it was Dale, Dale Ellis. Was I'm, I pulled yeah. it up, Dale, Dale Ellis, Dale, Dale Ellis. okay, Xavier, but he, yeah, yeah, Xavier McDaniel, Tom Chambers, Nate Tom McMillan, Alton Lister, Derek McKee, yeah, that's a playoff team, Tom, Sam Vincent, really, that's a playoff that's team? team, yeah, that's a playoff team. Well, they were. Well, hold on. They were a playoff team with Olden Polonies. They won forty-four games and a what, first round, first round exit. So they were a playoff team already. They went five games. I think they got that. They, I think they got that number one overall pick. I forgot who they got it from. They didn't get it because they were bad in ninety. Yeah, because the next year they went forty-seven games. They're in the playoffs again. So yeah. So, yeah. So I still see. I, 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 I still, forgot who they. I forgot who they got that pick from. I got to. I'd have to I, check I who they got the pick from, but. But again, it's obviously obviously the dominoes fall differently. Yes. Um, if they get um, Scott but I don't I don't do you think Pippen, who even in Chicago again, Pippen was another one that needed a couple years to develop, right? Let's not forget he was coming off the bench, averaging like seven points. So it's not like he would have gone and they instantly become a fifty win team. But by year three, but by year three, do you think they need Peyton? Because that's what Scottie Pippen was. He came into the game as a lead guard. He just six foot eight. That was the difference. Yeah, but you don't think they're going to keep a, get a more traditional in those days, still a traditional point guard, and have Peyton. That's why I said if they if everything f- still happens the way it happened, you're looking at Pippen. Sorry, Peyton at the one, Pippen at the three, Kemp at the four, and I, hell, Del Ellis could still be there at the shooting guard, or heck, it could be me at the shooting guard and you at the center. Like that's a defensive stopper like that team is uh, might be the best perimeter defending team in the league no that's a damn good defensive team with nick mcmillan gary payton yeah. scotty Pippen. yeah that's a damn good defensive team 100%. i'd hope they keep they keep mcdan like mcdaniel t- i don't know i again that, that that draft day trade that you talked about with emmett smith isn't that the isn't that called the great train robbery in history <laughs> there it is yes I, I believe that's the great train robbery that is when it's out in tone, just so you know, in 1989, I mean, Herschel Walker was still at his peak. Absolutely. I'm, yes. I'm still thinking about a running. I'm thinking about a running back in the game today. Like, if you can imagine maybe Jonathan Taylor, maybe a little bit older, but still doing what he's doing, that's basically what Herschel Walker was. I, I would say the best way I could say it is. Imagine Derrick Henry two years ago. That's what ago. I was going to say, Tom. Derrick Henry say. two years ago, right? When he was still King Henry. Mm-hmm. And then saying, hey, we're going to trade him. And you're like, no problem. Here's six players. Here's what the, I want to remember what it was originally, because it was originally five players and six draft picks. Now they mm-hmm. turn that into, with other trades and stuff, into 18 players and picks. And and again, Darren Woodson, Russell Maryland, and most importantly, Emmett Smith to go along with Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin, which that those were the triplets that Nate obviously Newton. They, Nate, yeah, Nate, it was Nate Newton. that whole uh, that whole offensive line came from that that draft they trade. And and that's a lot of success of Emmett. That Smith. might be that might be number one, Tone. <laughs> uh, well, I, I haven't I, I haven't seen the rest of the list. I have I not have seen the rest of the four, list. And listen, when you see number three, you'll understand number three. Yeah. Now, here's the thing also, it's the value you get back. So even though, right, it clearly was um, incredible um, for, uh, it was incredible for, uh, for the Cowboys. It was also good for Minnesota. It's not like they got a bum. Just right? so you know, I don't know how to turn that chime off. 
Oh, is that yours? Yes. I don't know. It's, it's, it's on the. Com- I, I got new equipment, as you can tell, and I don't know how to turn the chime off on the on the on the computer. What did you What did you get? I'm still figuring it out, so I got a, I got a, I got a new laptop, so I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to turn this, how to turn this off, and here, here, I can do it for you. Please. <laughs> oh, no, oops, I, wrong one. I got it. Number um, let's. Stay. I know you got something else to say, but let's let's. I've only got three left, so let's go through them. Let's go. Yeah. Number three. You'll understand this one. What is it? Is it a phone? Yes. Hold on. This one. Is it an iPhone? The iPhone is attached to the, uh, the, 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 the computer. And what I'm trying to, this is what I'm trying to do, Tom. I'm trying to figure out how to get it to, uh, do I need to turn the phone off? Do I, <laughs> cause it's, it's attached to the computer. How it got attached to the computer. I, I don't know. <laughs> and this is what I'm dealing with, Tom, right? <laughs> this, this is what I'm, this is what I'm dealing with. So, I'm wondering if I turn my phone off with that. Let me see if I turn my phone off with that. Let me see if that works. Because because this is the oldest old head moment I've ever seen in my life. I am I am I am becoming more technologically advanced than I am right now. Because I'm not, you know, I'm 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 more modern than I used to be, but I'm not as modern as I as I can be. Let's let's put it that way. That is hilarious. Okay, okay, back to. the list while you try to figure out all your chimes uh number three on the list we're we're gonna get to number two and then i'll recap them uh number three on the list you you knew you knew right Lottie goes to the charlotte hornets uh for uh for for kobe bryant and obviously we know what happened with kobe um also rest in peace kobe um that was a steal among steals because the best part is you know they tricked the nets. They tricked the net. That's correct. They every time every time it dings, I'm gonna say that's correct. Um they tricked the Nets and John Calipari not into into not drafting Kobe because they said if you draft him, he's going overseas, he's gonna go play in Italy. Even though he made it clear that he would have definitely been in um, in, in I'm getting would have drafted him, he would have that. Whoever yeah. he's yeah, so he said whoever drafted me, I would have played there, but they tricked the Nets into not taking me. The Clippers. The Clippers tricked trick themselves into am I getting feedback now from you? Um, whatever you did there, the Clippers tricked themselves into not taking them, even though they said he was the best workout they had, they ever had. They're like, We can't you know draft a high school kid. We would look I never heard that before. And then they tricked the Hornets into into he'll only play for the Lakers, and they took um, and they took Vladi Divac again. Vladi Divac's not bad, but he's only there for what two three years before he went to Sacramento for Kobe, yes. who you know ends up staying in LA for twenty years. So that's number three on the list. It's Kobe. Kobe. Tony, if you look at that, if, if you look at that roster in. Toronto at that Toronto, I'm sorry, in Charlotte at that time. Do they do the same thing that the Lakers did in terms of a bunch of vets around him, or do they ruin him? I think Kobe's gonna be Kobe. Kobe. I think he's just gonna will his way into being great. Um, so I think like who's who's on that team? Was it Muggsy Bogues? Is is no Larry so LG, LG? So he's already gone to New York, right? This is still Glenn Rice. Uh, Dale Curry's on that team. Dale Curry, yeah. yeah he's already in. I think you're having internet issues, Jay. You might have to drop off and come back on. Jay's having some internet issues. We'll give him a break. Uh, so Kobe coming in. Uh, Glenn Rice was on that team. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, so Kobe's coming in at number three. Number two. Number two could also easily, easily, easily be number one. Um, because, listen, Dennis Rodman put on a wedding dress and married himself. Ricky Williams put on a wedding dress and married Mike Dicka. So that's a little bit worse. Mike Dicka traded the entire their entire draft, the entire 1999 draft, the entire 1999 draft 
for Ricky Williams. Some of the players that they got, Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd Harrison, Champ Bailey, Derek Smith, LeVar Arrington, like they they loaded up um when when they made this trade and Ricky Williams was you know more interested in you know what um still still look he's good but to give up the an entire an entire draft class for one player um unless he becomes and even if he does become the greatest running back of all time it still seems like a lot um and Ricky Williams comes in at number two. So I'm going to recap while we wait for Jay to come back because Jay actually has a beef. Um, so we're going to go through Jay's beef. But first, let's recap all nine so far. Number 10 was Tim Tebow. He's allowed to pray. Uh, number nine was Kawhi Leonard going from the Pacers. Uh, him and... Um, uh, David Bertrands uh, for George Hill, number nine. This is worst draft day moves. Uh, Trent Richardson uh, to the Browns. They gave up way too much. Turned Trent Richardson, though, into a first-round pick and picked up, yeah, Johnny Menzel. So they made mistake after mistake. Uh, again, that's just the Browns browning. Then you had the Ra- – oh, no, the Raptors. Oh, terrible trade. But, no, the it was actually the Mavs who make a good trade picking up Dirk Nowitzki, the Bucks went for a bigger, more traditional power forward in Robert Tractor Trailer. Rest in peace. Uh, that was Dirk Nowitzki at number seven. Number six, uh, Mitch Trubisky, the uh, NVP to the Bears, giving up way too much to move up one spot. Number five is Scotty Pippen, uh, who could have been a, an all-time great player on his own. Um you know, the reason a lot of people say Michael Jordan has those six rings and is 6-0 and in the finals and people having the GOAT debate because uh, of Scottie Pippen. Who knows what could happen if he stays in Seattle? I still think they get Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, and that team um, becomes a Western Conference powerhouse. Uh, but then again, hey, you never know. What if the Bulls had drafted Carl Malone instead of Keith Lee? A lot of different things could happen. Uh, Malone and Jordan might be the greatest tandem ever and jordan might be the all-time assist leader uh instead of john stockton crazy things could have happened number uh what, what number what number we on four herschel walker uh for an entire team and and three rings uh the dallas cowboys uh made the most significant trade in sports history um number two three number three number three kobe um kobe uh, for Vladi Divots, sending him to the Lakers instead of the Charlotte Hornets, the original Charlotte Hornets. Number two, Ricky Williams for an entire draft class. And number one, you're bringing it, you're coming in just in time for number one. Bro uno. <laughs> Bill Russell. Bill Russell. <laughs> So let's be clear on what happened. Let's be clear on what happened. Because most people, including myself, originally thought something different. But this is what originally happens. So do you know who had? Let's do trivia. This is, this is you probably know. So we'll give, give the chat a second. Do you know who actually had, in 1956, the first overall pick? Yeah. Uh, the St. Louis Hawks. Incorrect. Incorrect. See, I thought that too. Yeah, I thought it was St. Louis. No, see, aha, you're wrong too, Sebastian. The Rochester Royals had the first overall pick, and uh, Bill Russell wanted wanted Bill Russell wanted twenty five thousand dollars as a signing bonus, and they're like, we are not paying that, and so they ended up drafting uh, a guy by the name of Sir Hugo Green out of Duquesne, um, because. They didn't want to pay him his twenty-five thousand. So, with the second overall pick, man, Red Arbach might have been like a, a time traveler because how would he have known to give away his best player in Cliff Hagen um, and Easy Ed McCulley, uh, Easy, who, who hadn't played a game yet, hadn't played a game because he was serving in the military. He traded those two to get the second overall pick, 
and get Bill Russell. And uh, let me count the rings there. One, two, three, four. More than fingers. More than fingers. More than fingers. 11 championships um, in 13 seasons. Two as a player coach, uh, which is just insane when you think back in those days, right? Like we say it now, winning matters, and it does. Championships matter, and they do. Rings matter, and they do. But back then, I think it was even more so. Like they didn't care about personal accolades, with the exception of that dude you like so much, um, uh, George Marcus. Um, they only cared about winning. So at that time, the Boston Celtics and these guys did exactly what they should have done. So I don't know what's is it worse that the Rochester Royals didn't just pay him the twenty five k and draft him, or is it worse? Or that the St. Louis Hawks could have picked him up at two and traded him, him away. I don't know. Um, but that is the worst uh, move in on draft day history for me. That was your top 10. I will repeat it one more time for the people who are going to chop this up. Um, and I won't, no more jokes. I'll actually just go through the list in its entirety very quickly. I was going to say Rochester too, by the way. Uh, sure, it's easy to say it after the fact. No, I was going to say Rochester, but I, I, I understand how when you say it, the, you left some things out, Tom, with that story that he was supposed to. With Who that had the pick, first pick? Well, here's the difference. He was actually supposed to. St. Louis was going to draft him, but it wasn't exactly the ideal place to go. And well, sure. Sure. It, well, it wasn't exactly the ideal place to go, and much much like Kareem, <coughs> yeah, in uh, in Milwaukee, and and he, after a couple of years, was like, I should probably move to L.A. Mm-hmm. And with yeah. him ending up in Boston, remember that he didn't just end up in Boston because of the trade. There were some other side deals, like for example, I don't know if you noticed them, but the, the Rockets in Boston, yeah, the. They got sent up to Rochester. Oh, for, really? Yes, for Bill Russell. That's how they ended up with Bill Russell, too. The Rockettes? Like the... the, yeah, the dancing the, girls? Yeah. We'll, the, the, we'll the, send you the, yeah, we'll send you the Rockettes. Huh. For Bill Russell. In do, you know, do you know that the Bears uh, had cheerleaders called the Honey Bears? I did not know that. And after they won the Super Bowl in 1985, the McCaskey said, well, that's not tough football, you know, persona to have cheerleaders. So they they got rid of them and they haven't won a Super Bowl since. It's the curse of the Honey Bears. It might be. That might be, Tom. I guarantee you, bring them back. They win a Super Bowl. That very well could be that. No, 100% it could be. So Um, let me go through the let me go through this quick. Number 10, Tim Tim Tebow. uh, Worst drafting moves. Number 10, Tim Tebow. Number nine, Kawhi Leonard. It should have been a pacer. Number eight, Trent Richardson. Number seven, Dirk Nowitzki. Number six, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, very similar. Number five, Scotty Pippen. Number four, Herschel Walker trade. Number three, Kobe. Number two, Ricky Williams for an entire draft class. And number one, worst draft day moves, Bill Russell. Not going to the Rochester Royals. Not going to the St. Louis Hawks. No, no, no. Going to the Boston Celtics. What a difference. What a difference the the Celtics NBA history like what would we say about the Boston Celtics cuz if you take away those 8 championships or those 11 excuse me it was 8 in a row if you take away those 11 championships they have 6 mm-hmm. okay maybe they win some maybe they win some without him maybe maybe but like it's it's a completely different conversation we're having right because 17 yeah. ties them with the lakers eight in a row is something we will never see let's be honest no we'll my ne- lifetime i don't we'll never see eight it will never see eight seriously i doubt that, very seriously. that i'm gonna see that again in my lifetime i do yeah. going to a, a team not not just going to the nba championship that many times but actually winning it i don't think i'm gonna see that again in my lifetime i doubt it i think that's two things we're not gonna see i don't think we're ever gonna see a team <laughs> Eight in a row, right. and I don't think we're ever going to see a player go to eight in a row. Do you do you think do you think there's going to be a player we're going to see even on two different teams? Do you think we'll see a player go a, a, the best player on the team go to eight in a row? That's almost a that's that's basically a decade of seeing a guy in the finals. Yeah, every year this dude is in the finals. There's a there's a generation of kids that don't know the NBA finals without LeBron James. 
Like there's a generation of kids that don't know the Super Bowl without Tom Brady. And he missed the decade. He missed yeah. <laughs> he missed the whole decade. Like he didn't get back for 10 years. If you how crazy is that? He went to what did he go to? Nine, ten? Yes. He went to ten and he missed. And there's a ten year stretch that he didn't go. Right. And he there was a stretch where he didn't win it for 10 years. He went back, but he didn't win it again oh, for 10 God. years. So that's crazy. That's crazy. That's nuts. We've got 10 minutes, no, 15 minutes left. Yeah. Um, I opened it up to the chat, but I feel like you have you have you you said you had you got you got a beef? You got you got uh, I, I actually I, I do have something on my mind, Tone, because you and me had a conversation which you had decided to involve yourself in. This had nothing to do with you, but you involved yourself in it. So because you involved yourself in it, <clears throat> excuse me, because you involved yourself in it, okay. It's kind of like a fight. Like you want to jump in the fight. Okay, you want to jump in the fight. So involve Listen, yourself in it. I so, saw you, I saw you picking on lesser, lesser opponents. And I just said, hey. <laughs> Let, let me let me just like you know i didn't well, i didn't throw any punches i thought i was just telling him hey he's got a weak left shoulder hit him there that's all that's all i was saying that's not what you did actually in fact you 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 were in a corner and what you did was you told him what kind of gloves i got on and you actually put some extra you actually put some extra stuff in their gloves for them but you were wrong you were wrong you were wrong i've been wrong i admit when i'm wrong you were I'm, wrong. I'm, 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 i admit when i'm wrong too i'm not always right about everything there's plenty of things that i'm wrong about 100 percent. there's plenty of things that i'm wrong about when i think about the continuity argument when i think about the continuity argument when i think about the word continuity which derives from the word continue the synonym of constant what's the most important thing you've said this to me countless times tone when you have quarterbacks in the nfl more quarterback more young quarterbacks are what tone Ruined by coaches. By ruined. And why are they ruined, Tom? Like in your estimation, when you talk about quarterbacks, why are they ruined? What's the problem? There's there's typically one of two things, either bad coaching mm-hmm. or a, a a rotation of coaches. Right. So there's no consistency with their coaching. Or continuity. Okay. I could get with that. Right. So if you if you have a if you have a quarterback that's in a system, like Joe Montana was in the West Coast, he was in the West Coast offense for mm-hmm. over a decade. Not only was he in the West Coast offense for over a decade, he had Bill Walsh for a decade. So when you get a guy like Jordan, who, one, has Phil Jackson for 10 years, right? He's got Phil Jackson from the 87-88 season to 97-98. For 10 years, he has this guy. And he has him in a specific system, which he flourished in. He was already Jordan. as. If I asked you, Tone, how good do you think Jordan is without the triangle? And how much better was he when the triangle came about? So so there's two different answers there because Jordan as an individual right. is, is better statistically without the triangle. Mm-hmm. Jordan and teammates are better, Rockefeller, y'all, uh, are better with the triangle. Right. So they're, 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 he wins more with the triangle, but statistically, all his numbers took a hit because they take the ball out of his hands. You know, obviously, the read and react of the triangle for those that know the triangle offense. Mm-hmm. Triangle offense, by the way, the Bulls didn't have this. It was actually meant, as you know, for a, for a center. It's actually meant it's a center-centric offense. Right. Right. Um, and so, but the, it takes the ball out of his hands. So all of his... His scoring went down, his rebounding went down, assists went down, all because the ball's not in his hand. Where in, you know, Doug Collins, and let's be honest, Doug Collins had zero coaching, zero coaching experience. Not college, not high school, definitely not the NBA. You know, when he took over the Bulls, he had no coaching experience. No, he did not. Uh, so that offense, and the, and he said, just get the ball to Mike. <laughs> it's like that Will Smith episode. Just get the ball to Will. <laughs> and that was it, right? So, and that wasn't working. So when you get a dude like Phil Jackson and Tex Winters, who comes in and we implement this system. Because I actually think that Jordan was actually a better player once that came in, even though... An, oh, yes. I think, he was, I think overall he was a better player. But that doesn't happen without having one of the best players ever for nine years, without having one of the best systems that the NBA has ever seen for a decade. That's a big deal to have that stuff. 
Okay, I got to pause you there, though, because that's part of the problem is that the conversation I got, so maybe there was a different conversation. The conversation I got was there was a comparison between the first seven years mm-hmm. of LeBron versus Jordan and that Jordan had continuity those first seven years and LeBron did not. Mm-hmm. And that's, if you listen to what I replied to you, mm-hmm. was in there, those seven years, if you right. just look at those seven years, Jordan had four coaches. Right. Two of them had never been head coaches in the NBA. Again, with the Dembloons. There we go with the deuces. Um, Two of them had never been coaches in the NBA. Right. One of them had zero coaching experience. So so their first coach, uh, I believe, was Kevin. His first coach. Kevin Locker. Kevin Locker. Who came from a losing system in in New Jersey as a net. Uh, His next one for the next year's, uh, I forget his, I honestly forget his name, but he's there for one year. But let's be clear. I believe he was the Hawks. Stan. It was Stan. It was Stan. um, he got swept in the first round two years in a row. Okay. Right. So then year three, he gets his third head coach in three years, talking about screwing a guy up with coaching, who is Doug Collins, who has never coached before in his life. Mm-hmm. Right. And he comes in and he coaches him for two years. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and now it's the assistant who, okay, yeah, he had experience as an NBA player and he was a G League or whatever the equivalent was, G League coach. Um, and then the assistant. And then takes over. So in that seven-year stretch, he had four different head coaches. Right. When you look at the roster makeup, between Doug Collins in 89, his last year, and two years later, Phil Jackson's second year when they win the NBA championship, right. there's 11 players that have come in and out of that in and out of that uh, roster right. in those, just in, those, in that two-year stretch. Mm-hmm. So the guys that are there, you're right. You had... Um, John Paxson, who came in in year two. Okay, Jordan, and then John Paxson, who comes in in year two. Uh, Grant and Pippen, who come in in year four. Uh, King and BJ Armstrong, or sorry, Cartwright, who comes in year five. BJ Armstrong and Bill and uh, Stacey King, who come in year six. And Cliff Levison came that year that they won a championship. Mm -hmm. So those guys did not have continuity or consistency because it was a different player. And when I look at LeBron, Again, I'm not. If you compare talent, it's a different conversation. We're talking about continuity. Mm-hmm. When you look at Ron in his first seven years, he had Paul Sy- Silas, a vet, look, not a great coach, but a veteran, veteran coach for the first two years. Mm-hmm. Mike Brown comes in, and no, although it's Mike Brown's, I believe, first time head coaching, he mm-hmm. comes from uh, San Antonio working under uh, Popovich, Indiana mm-hmm. working under Rick Carlisle. So he comes from a good coaching tree. Right. He's there five years. In those five years, in those five years, so consistently, at least in coaching, in those five years, say what you want about Mike Brown. In those five years, and a lot of this has to do with LeBron, of course, but in those five years, he goes to the NBA Finals once, and he's the number one seed in the NBA, most wins in the NBA, f- for two. So for three out of the one five... One coach of the year, too. One coach of the year, too. One coach of the year. In those five years, they are a, an NBA Finals loser, and the top team, again, with these... Stupid things every time I do something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in out of three of those five years, he is an NBA finalist and then best record in the NBA. Too. So, to so if he stays, if LeBron doesn't go to Miami, Mike Brown isn't getting fired. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's there for ten years. And then when you look at the players, he has himself obviously in year one. Gauskas is still there. Um, you have Mo Williams coming in in year four. There's actually if you add up. Barajal comes in early. Yeah, if you look at those seven years, he had his core players, again, not as good, but his core players are there with him longer. Mm-hmm. There's more years of experience as Cavs together than Jordan's. So again, the whole point that I, and if I misunderstood your argument, then we'll have a different conversation. But if the argument was who had a more continuity in those first right. seven years, if you look at players and coaching, it's actually LeBron. Actually, Sorry, it's actually neither. But mm-hmm. if you have to compare the two, it's him. So when I think about that way, when I think about the way the roster was constructed, when I think about with Cleveland, the way that roster was constructed with Ilgowskis, Varejao, um, the, the two guard who I'm thinking about, and Drew Gooden, and I think he had those guys for three or four years. And the way that that roster was constructed with the Bulls, where they put that roster together specifically to play off Jordan. And what they ended up doing 
when you got John Paxson in 85, okay, that's a shooter. That's a, that's a lead guard and a shooter. Then when yep. you get Scottie Pippen and you get Horace Grant, okay, now I got a wing and I got another dirty work guy. Yep. When I, and when I get you trade Cartwright. When I, when I trade Oakley for Cartwright. So now I got a big guy that I can go to on the block. So pause there for a second. But what did that do? Because Charles Oakley was Jordan's best friend. Mm-hmm. Charles Oakley was an enforcer. Charles yep. Oakley was the guy who protected Jordan. Right. So that, that, although I get what you're saying from a roster build perspective, that makes sense. But from a player's perspective, who's only mm-hmm. been in the league three, four years and has been injured and it is getting beat up. Mm-hmm. That's not probably mentally not a good thing but actually it is it, it doesn't look like it on the surface but ultimately it is ultimately it is so with, with with this group they're actually getting better and okay. we're building we're building continuity with this core we got jordan we got pippen we got jordan we got paxson we got scotty pippen we got horace grant we got cartwright okay this is our five now we got to get. Now we got to get the other guys in here. We get Stacey King and B.J. Armstrong in here. So now we have a core guy. We got a core of guys where we're getting close to winning it. Now we just got to implement a system, which goes back to the theory with Mike Brown. Mike Brown was there for five years. In the five years he was there, two of those, three of those five years, they had the best record. Tone, you heard Mike Brown say he comes back to the huddle and says, "We're not doing anything." We're just going to let LeBron James do his thing. That was basically the philosophy there, which would explain why they were losing because you had one guy with the ball in his hand. And not only did you have oh, one guy, I, I, I agree with that. I not agree. only did you have one guy with the ball in his hand, you had one guy with the ball in his hand where everybody can key on that. Phil Jackson and Tex Winters came up with the idea that we got to involve everybody with the mixture oh, of guys we got and the skill set that we have I've been pushing the triangle cuz he was actually he was there even before Phil Jackson he'd been pushing that just no one would listen right so yeah. with the with the with the addition of this system that now we have which I'm already on record saying I think Jordan was actually better in that system than he was before that because he became a more complete player offensively he became a, I felt like he became a better passer I think he got smarter as a basketball player in that system. So did Scottie Pippen. So did Horace Grant. So did John Paxson. So did all of those. So did Bill Cartwright, which would explain why they kept winning after they won that first championship. It wasn't like they won one and then that was it. No, they started steamrolling everybody because they were in that system for, for a couple of years before they won it. Then on top of that, they, they, they got better. So because they got better, you look at what happened after 1991. They kept rolling because that same crew was still I, together. I agree, I agree with you after that. I agree with you after that. You don't even have to make a case after 91. But what, again, my understanding was Jordan to that first chip versus LeBron to when he jumped ship. So uh, an interesting point from Woodage, they passed on Tim Hardaway and Vladi Divac. For Stacey King and 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 BJ, so and they could have. It's easy to say that it's easy to say that today would about Tim Hardaway, but just so you know, Stacey King was the national player of the age, best player in the country. Let's be clear about. I that. will also say they drafted Keith Lee uh, mm-hmm. instead of Carl Malone yeah, as well. So they, for all the all the people who say you know Jerry Krause is this brilliant um, GM, he made a lot of mistakes. He got very lucky. Let's be honest with two of his well, with one of his picks with Pippen. Like that, that was or not that wasn't even his pick, it was a trade. But l- let me go back a step though, because again, we we're talking about c- continuity. What you're trying to do is talk about the talent, and and that there's no I don't I don't argue with that, but hold on. So you talked about you know Paxson being the point guard and then Pippen and Grant being the wings, and they're building that starting five. Again, if we keep because talent is what's gonna make this what I'm about to say, you're gonna everyone's gonna fight it, but hold on. So they have they already have drafted their center, an all-star center. One minute. Thank you. Thank you, FIFA. Well, I only have one minute left, so I'll make this quick. They already have their all-star center in Elgowskis, which back then people are saying, well, it's Elgowskis. Back then you needed a big center in the in those early 2000s. So they have Elgowskis an all-star center. They bring in LeBron, their point forward, whatever you're gonna call him. Then they get their power forward dirty work guy in uh Anderson Verjao. Then they bring in a shooting guard uh, who can shoot uh, from the outside in Booby Gibson. Uh, they bring in Delonte West. They then pick up 
J.J. Hickson, another dirty work guy. They trade for Mo Williams. So they did the same thing. They, they didn't do as good of a job. The guys didn't pan out as well, but they had the same thought kind of process. Idea, though, that's right? but, the idea, and that's the idea is they didn't bring, they didn't, it didn't pan out talent wise, but they had the same structure and they had the same coach and they had the same continuity for more years. So a lot of, so a lot of this, so if you think about it, we really split in hairs because a lot of these, a lot of these avenues, like you basically, we're running on the same, we're, we're running on parallel streets. That's all we're doing. It's just that you on this street over here, I'm on this street over here. And that's what I'm saying is that it's the same thing themed was he Jordan had continuity for the first seven years and LeBron didn't. And it was more like this. That's all. And now we're out of time. Check us out on Fluent and Chill on Thursday. And don't forget Black Friday. We're going to smoke not low cholesterol in Mars. Um, <laughs> until, until next week. Take it. <laughs> Man, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. It's 